everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Logbox Guys. With me, as always, is some of my very best friends since I was a very little kid. LT, how are you doing today, buddy? What I'm you drinking over there? Right. I am drinking some Creamstone Double Maturation Scotch. It is delicious. Double maturation. That does sound good. Yeah. 14 years. drive by eight and a quarter. Yeah. 14 years. Almost as old as my cat. Almost. <laughs> that Almost. scotch is as old as my cat. Josh, how you doing? What are you drinking, Bill? I'm doing okay. I am drinking this big hazy from Lawson's. You can't see that, can I? And uh, it may have sat in my fridge a little too long, but I'm going to power through. Fuck power through. Really. Don't be a wuss. <laughs> as I always say, famously say, I've only ever seen you pass one beer over. <laughs> Mikey, how you doing? And what are you drinking, pal? I'm doing fine, and I am drinking an A&W Zero Sugar Root Beer because... Yeah, just because sugar. And and I sugar. myself am drinking out of my, my super cool new Tharwe Bloom uh, tiki mug, which is a cool squid glass, which I love a lot. <laughs> uh and I'm just drinking Diet Coke tonight just because I haven't got a chance to make myself a drink yet. Tharwe Blow? What is that, Tom? Well, thank you for asking. There we blow is a side project I've been working on for quite a while now. Uh, it's a duo of me and a good friend of mine singing sea shanties and old tales. Speaking of old tales, you know what else is a great old tale? Fables. And fables is the uh, topic of the comic books that we're going to be talking about tonight. And uh, there is no excuse for any of us not to have read these because Mikey gave everybody one for Christmas. It is all part of my incredible plot to make sure you guys read this because uh, Fables was a Vertigo comic uh, published by DC. It was created by Bill Wellingham, and it lasted for 150 issues. I have all 150, and I have loved this comic since 2002, and I've been trying to figure out a way to get you guys into this so that's why for Christmas I bought you all a different graphic novel. So then after you read it, you can change, exchange with each other and enjoy it. But for the listeners out there who weren't privileged enough to get a Christmas present from me, uh, you could use a DC Universal app if you want to read all of them, or you could probably get them on Comixology. They are not expensive comics either. You could probably find them in a, a cheap bin if you want to try to collect that way. Probably the best and easiest way is to just pick up the graphic novels. Uh, Ollie's always has fables, graphic novels. Uh, if you have an Ollie's store near you, great place to go. So the setup for this comic, because, again, we're talking about a comic that spanned uh, like 13 or 14 years uh, is that the fables that we know uh, from our childhood and adulthood are all real. They all came from another world called the homelands, which was a one world or multiple worlds uh, with different kingdoms in them. And they were all driven out of the homelands to New York City in the real world, where they have taken up residency in a several block radius in Manhattan that they call Fable Town. The fables that are not able to blend in with the human population are housed at the farm in upstate New York, where they live. And then the fables also travel around the world and interact with normal people who they refer to as the mundane. If you are a fan of fables, you're probably going to find some or all of your favorites get included in this at different points. Um, Snow White is the administrative officer for Fable Town. King Cole is the mayor. Big B, the big bad wolf, is the sheriff. Um, Cinderella is one of Big B's top spies. And uh, Prince Charming is a ne'er-do-well who has pretty much fucked every hot fable 
in the uh, in the realm except uh, beauty of Beauty and the Beast, and the Beast makes sure he makes it known that Prince Charming has to stay away from her. Uh, it is a great read, probably because uh, the way he designed the stories is to set up a different genre in the different storylines. So the first storyline is a murder mystery. And then the another storyline is a war. And you could have a storyline that is, uh, you know, a spy novel. Right. And it, they're all interconnected. I don't want to give too much away for anybody who's going to eventually read it, but uh, I loved this series so much. I know you guys had to read some of it because I forced it into you. Uh, so if you guys want to talk about what you liked about it, uh, I'll let you have a word in. Oh, so much to like. I, I actually didn't read too much of it, but I do want to talk about something else in the Fable universe uh, that I did about a year and a half ago because it was super popular. They made an iOS game called A uh, Wolf Among Us, which was a huge hit on iOS games, and I played it a lot. Uh, it's a it's in the Fable universe. It's about the big bad wolf, and it is a murder mystery kind of iOS game. And it was really everywhere uh, among my circles of uh, people who like playing uh, games. And it's a terrific game and a good introduction into the Fable universe. I played the hell out of that, and it plays part like a murder mystery game and part like a graphic novel. So I read the entire uh, graphic novel, Wolf Among Us, which is part of the Fable universe, from them. Did you play that game, Mike, or do you know the Wolf Among Us as one of the Fable... I know it was a graphic novel series that they had. I picked up a few issues of it. It just wasn't my cup of tea. And they, well, that's a great thing about the Fable universe. There's so many tastes. You're going to find your tea blend eventually. Right. So in addition to Fables, the 150 issues that they had, they also had recently a 12-issue update uh, where Willingham went back to Fables and started writing it. They also had a series called The Ferris which is about all the princesses um, in the Fables universe. And they also had, uh, uh, I can't remember, it was... It was something about Jack. There was a Jack. Jack of all trades or something like that, or Jack. It was, Jack it was of about Fables. Jack of Fables, that was it. Because, yeah, he, uh, Jack the Giant Killer, Jack and Jill, they're all the same Jack. And so he's a a rap scallion that constantly causes trouble in the fables universe. And he got his own spinoff comic. Wait a minute. You're telling me Jack be nimble (laughs) and Jack, the giant killer and And, Jack be quick or all the Jack Spratt. Yeah. Jack Spratt. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know Jack, Tom. (laughs) Maybe you should have read some fables and you know, Jack. What about Spring Hill Jack? Uh, even Monterey Jack. (laughs) <laughs> he's delicious delicious and right but he's always trying to con you out of something well he's always got a scheme yeah and he has the world's best aquarium and he lost tons of money in the dot com oh days. monterey <laughs> yeah it came around it took me a second i had to come around to it uh josh did you read much of this or play in the game or, or so uh first of all a few years, I'm going to take the aside on the video game thing. I do own all the video games. I haven't played any of them. So it's They're made by Telltale. It's, it's made by Telltale Games. Yes. Um, and Telltale um, had this huge sale on Steam. It was a few years back. And it was every Telltale game ever made for $25. It was like 60 games. So I just I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, so I've played for like four or five of them, and the styles gr- is good. It's not entirely my uh, my my genre, but they're good. So I played uh, a couple of them, mostly the um, what's the uh, the Walking Dead ones. Uh, they did all the Walking Dead ones for the PC. So I know I own them, uh, but no, I've never played them, and I didn't 
realize that that's where they were from at the time. Now, the one Mikey gave for Christmas isn't happening in modern day New York. It's happening there. These are the flashbacks to the yesteryear ones where Jack is uh, in the uh, Confederacy. And um, and I'll read a few more, Mike, but this did not catch me. That's okay. did Did not reel me in. So I will uh, I'll, I'll read I'll read some of the because in the modern times in the, the suburban New York sounds more interesting than uh, the ones I did read. So uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll have to do a swap next time you guys are here and I will give this another shot. Which of you guys got Animal Farm? I, I didn't I got the Wooden Soldier one, but I read the first like 16 issues on DC Universe. Okay. Because I was like, so, I own DC Universe, and I can just do this and expand out each pane and read it without my glasses. Yeah, so, I think you would like uh, March of the Wooden Soldiers that LT has. Or maybe okay. not. I don't know. I'll give it a shot. I'm not afraid. LT, what did you think? I liked it. I liked the book a, a lot, um, the the first 16 issues that I've read. Um, uh, as you said, it starts out with a murder mystery it's interesting to see the big bad wolf uh, as the detective. Uh, he's the sheriff in town. He's there to kind of enforce the laws, which is not who you typically think of when you think of the big bad wolf. You know, you think of somebody who breaks the law, eats people, et cetera, and so forth, breaking and entering, eating people, murder. Uh, you don't think of somebody who enforces the law. So that was kind of an interesting, interesting take. Um, also, he seems to have like a, a much more of a moral compass than most of the other characters. Uh, you know, Prince Charming, who's supposed to be this, you know, glamorous person, is just a shyster who uses his abilities to charm to rip off mundane and fabled women um, until he gets bored of them. And then he just moves on to the next conquest, to the next woman that he can just, you know, freeload off of until he can freeload off someone else. He's only interested in in money and and abusing his abilities. Um, but he is also one of the world's greatest swordsmen. Yes, <laughs> so, he is. <laughs> and uh, and there are good fables and there are evil fables, but everybody was granted amnesty. Amnesty when they got there. So everybody, if you come to the mundane world to live with the fables, you have to give up all your old grudges that you had, uh, you know, although I assure you the four little pigs are not over Bigby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. I mean the three little pigs. <laughs> so, yeah, grudges yeah. still uh, hold uh, sway there, but they're. Yeah. But everybody's supposedly starting out with a blank slate. Uh, it's interesting that, you know, there is a farm upstate for all the fables that that can't fit in or can't afford to buy a charm to fit in. Because also, a lot of the sorcery costs money. So there's still definitely a hierarchy. People that made it out of the homelands with their treasure intact, um, you know, are still kind of the ruling state. So it's all, once again, status is a thing uh i'm wondering if you know if if this had continued on if they would eventually include all the animals that go upstate to the farm when they're about to die and get old but but i didn't get that far in the book but that would be interesting to me maybe i made a mistake by just grabbing graphic novels and choosing them randomly for you guys because i read them all in order like LT's reading them, and the characters develop over time. They do. They, uh, do. they, all, they all have their story arcs, and some of them are, Tom, you would, like Little Boy Blue, uh, who goes yeah, on an epic journey. Of, he needed the money. Bada bing. Bada bing. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the prince who turns into a frog. Um, Flycatcher. He starts yeah. off as a janitor and then uh, slowly, as time goes on, becomes a much more relevant and important figure uh, amongst the fables. I will say this. The adversary who is a 
it looms largely over the first five or six graphic novels in the background when he finally does come in in uh the march of the wooden soldiers uh he he is fucking vicious and the the fable that they chose to be the adversary i just thought was amazing and i i don't want to spoil it for anybody who's going to read it so if you're gonna there's gonna be a spoiler fast forward like a minute i'll tell everybody who wants to know fucking geppetto after pinocchio disappears enslaves the fairy who gave pinocchio life and makes her and and starts animating all the rest of the enchanted forest into nigh indestructible soldiers and just lays waste to every fucking buddy Yeah. Uh, I can see an evil Geppetto. Yeah. yeah. And we're back for those of you who fast forwarded a minute. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> once again, none of us uh, have read as much as uh, Mike here is in this, but we all have uh, ingested some of it and, and we do like it. And this is a big universe. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Yeah. yeah. They also at uh, Ollie's, the, the discount store I go to have uh, the fables encyclopedia, which I thought you would really like Tom, because it's basically who's who of the fables universe. I love those. I can see nice hardcover, beautiful artwork. Yeah. I was like, I already have all the comics, but I'm still going to buy this because this is nice looking. To this day, I think the comic book I read the most is the old DC who's who. Uh, I got it. I finally got it on my Kindle and my 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 iPad. And man, I just love going through all those those things. I like the DC one better than Marvel one. It's better written. I was gonna say I remember giving you all the old Marvel Universe ones. I love those too, and I, I do have those on the. Uh, and I and don't get me wrong, that's the second most. <laughs> but man, that the old DC one was just so well written, so much fun to read over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I never knew what the schematics were for Black Hawk Island until I got that comic. And then I was like, I know. And then I was like, I guess I got to read who the Blackhawks are now. Let me guess. Chop Chop gets a little janitor's closet to live in. Oh, come on, man. He sleeps what? next to the He kitchen. didn't have his own plane. <laughs> they couldn't trust the kamikaze with a plane yet. It Which, took a while. It took what? 40 years? It's Chinese. But whatever. Anyway, we're not talking about that. This seems really tangential. Yeah, that's true. And tangents are usually your purview there, Josh. Got a tangent for us? Yeah, so we're talking about Fables, the the comic book. But is there anything from your childhood, like an actual fable, that really, you know, had was involved with your childhood or that you really enjoyed or you passed on? Uh, tradition you passed on to anyone? Uh, well, you guys are all my buds, and you know that I'm pretty obsessed with the Frankenstein story. Love the Frankenstein story. I, I don't know if that counts. As, would you count that? I mean, I would. I mean, Shelley's. I don't know if I don't know if you'd call her a fable. Her story's a fable, but certainly it's one of the first science fiction novels ever written. Certainly, oh, yeah. the birth well, of that, but. I've always uh, I've always been enthralled and love that. Are you talking about more like uh, knock on wood and stuff like that? I, Superstitions I mean, and fables. And whatever whatever you love, I don't care. We can, you can go with Shelley. You can go with Frankenstein. I'm going with Shelley than Frankenstein. Yeah, I, I think of myself as both. When it comes to my own self, I always think of myself as both the scientist and the monster. Like I'm creating myself all the time, but I am also myself. I think I know. I might know Josh's. I don't know. Uh, I know what your dad's is. Oh, Jesus. The Jabberwocky. He really, really was excited about doing a rendition of the Jabberwocky with you at your birthday. True. He kind of blew him off. (laughs) (laughs) He made the whole 
Yeah, like nobody, like everybody else just kept on talking, and I was like, okay, we're going to disappoint this old guy. I wish I had a dad I could disappoint like this. <laughs> he made props, Josh. I know. It's true. But, man, <laughs> read the room. <laughs> Love you, Doc. Read the room. He can't. He's blind. He can't. He's blind. Blind. <laughs> Sounds She's like. just been quietly, like, doing other stuff. <laughs> you know, playing video games. <laughs> Could have just got on. <laughs> Tom, how about you? Uh, I mean, uh, I always like gingerbread cookies, so I guess I'll go with the gingerbread man. <laughs> those are some fun, scary movies. The gingerbread man uh, movies. <laughs> I kind of like those. <laughs> and what do you think about your gumdrop buttons? Josh, do it. Come on, you do the voice better than anybody else. Uh, gingerbread man? No, I don't. Yes, you do. Not my gumdrop buttons! I've heard you do that <laughs> tell that a million times. And it's always the best rendition. Go ahead. I can't do it now. You're on the spot. Do it. Do no. it. <laughs> I, can't. I can't. I can't do Bane, and I can't do that anymore. I can't do nothing. Josh is like, I'm too old for your impressions. Bane can do a gingerbread man. Here I do it. Not my gingerbread buttons. That's Bane doing gingy. Come on, man. That's not bad. Mike, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go with Josh's dad and Jabberwocky. I got nothing. There you go. To the Jabberwocky. I was closest. Josh, have you said yours? Uh, for me, when I was a kid, it was uh, Ricky Tiki Tavi. Ricky Tiki Tavi is a yeah. great story. Kipling. Yeah. Oh. yeah Kipling I don't know if I'd call the... Kipling a fable either, though, really. I don't know. Yeah, it was, you know, it's on the fence there. But uh, the cartoon when I was a kid was like one of my favorite things. Oh, when he defends that, when the snake's like, if you yeah. move, I will bite. If you don't move, I will strike. I will strike. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it just had that. It had that 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 sort of oral tradition tale feel to it as a cartoon. And when I was a kid, I was just enthralled by it. like. And it only came around like once a year, and I don't know what time of year it was or why. Yeah, it but wasn't, it it wasn't like, like the Wizard of Oz. You can <laughs> count on the Wizard of Oz like a fucking clock. A couple of days after yeah. Thanksgiving, that fucking thing is on. Right, and then Ricky Tiki would just be like some random weekend. You'd be like, it's on. But you don't know why. You don't know why. I think he might have struck gold for me, Tom, because the Wizard of Oz, my family, it was an event every year at our house when we would, whenever the Wizard of Oz would come on, like the whole family would sit and watch the same movie over and over again because that was the only way you could watch the Wizard of Oz. That's right. You had to wait till Thanksgiving. <laughs> You'd chew up the Pink Floyd and smoke me if you got him. You had a different childhood than I did, LT. <laughs> they wouldn't use seasonings, but they would smoke it in your house? Oh, what's going on, man? Uh, you know what? We did that, too, a couple of times. I remember me and my sister uh, did it a few times, too, because it was exciting when it would come on, because it was a great movie. And you yeah. can count on it being on. I never liked It's a Wonderful Life. That's the only other one that always came around every year right around Christmas time. Oh, I liked It's a Wonderful Life. Lady loves it. It's a good movie. <laughs> I I started calling it uh, the guy who keeps getting screwed over and over and over again. He just wants to travel, leave him the fuck alone movie. You notice the bad guy wins, right? Yeah. Like he not only steals the money. He gets paid again. He he gets the money twice. Yeah, he gets yeah. the money paid to him twice. Twice. Old man Witherspoon, whatever his name was. The other one that I used to somewhat confuse was Ricky Tiki Tavi. Just the name was Tiki Tiki Tembo. Yep, I remember that one. But I remember then, that one. Tiki Tiki Tembo was a Chinese version of kids like Jimmy gets stuck in the well, but they always have a hard time telling anyone because. His full name is so long, and mm-hmm. I had to look it up. So it's Tiki Tiki Tembo, Nosa Rembo, Chari Bari, Ruchi Pip, Peri Pembo is the kid's name. And uh-huh. they 
all have a hard time communicating what poor bastard is stuck in the well because the kid's name is so long. Uh, good thing Ricky... he wasn't drowning in uh, Webster Lake. It's a good thing that Lassie wasn't around because they would have just been like, why won't this dog shut up? This dog has been barking for 15 minutes. been barking for 20 minutes. Why won't the dog shut up? And she's just like, Tiki Tiki Tembo isn't it well. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think my dogs are trying to tell me that Tiki Tiki Tembo is breaking into the house. As a so Tiki Tiki Tembo, No Sal Rembo, Chari Bayer, Ruchi Pip, Perry Pembo is drowning in Chuggagog, man, Chuggagog, Chuggagamugamog. leg, do you remember when Ricky Tiki Tavi goes down into the Cobra's thing, which is the one thing you're never supposed to do? Supposed to do? Yeah. Comes out live. Ah, uh, Ricky Tiki, killing it. Uh, literally, he's a manga. Yeah. That's his job. He kills his job. <laughs> we'll gloss over the fact that that all takes place in a very dark time in history and dark place in history. It's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, Mike, do you have anything in the front of the box? I know you kind of kind of glossed over that kind of. Oh, yeah, I oh, sure. do. I have a book called The Archival Quality. Uh, now, was this book is, ever banned? No, this book has not been banned. Uh, yeah. It is by uh, Ivy Noel Weir. Um, it's, it was produced by Oni Press. Uh, I, I keep on mentioning Ollie's because... They have cheap graphic novels there. I picked this up for four bucks. It normally retails for 30 bucks. Um, yeah, I, I hoped it would have been better than it was, uh, is the best way to describe it, because the main character in it suffers from depression. And they do a very good job of showing, uh, mainly because the writer also suffered from depression, um, showing the the self-loathing and hatred um, and kind of emptiness that a person going through this has. Unfortunately, the book is about a person who suffers from depression getting a job as an archivist in a haunted mansion. Um, and rather than the haunting being part of the illness for this person who everybody in her life is trying to tell her, it's not that we don't believe you. It's just, we think you need to go get help. And she never chooses to go get help. And it turns out that the ghosts were real. And I think they missed a a great opportunity to explore uh, the effects of mental illness and have a a resolution where the character has an arc. Like she really doesn't have an arc other than ah, my life sucks. Yeah, well, yeah, the book is over. <laughs> like. And uh, she's she's kind of uh, horrible to just about everybody. I don't know why anybody likes her. Uh, her boyfriend tries super hard to get her the help that he, he thinks she needs, and she pushes him away, and I'm like, I, I, I like the boyfriend. I don't like this character. So it wasn't my cup of tea. But that's all right. I'm sure LT has a much better recommendation at the front of the long box. Uh, at the back of the long box, oh, I have sorry. Engine Ward, the complete series. Uh, it's by Vault Comics, done by George Mann, Joe Isma, Michael Garland, and Hassan Otsmani Elhou. Um, it is a kind of dystopian sci-fi adventure. Uh, in it, uh, Earth is long gone, and it's about these uh, these folks that are on a different planet that is struggling with resources. Uh, there's a big drought going on. Everybody is living kind of a, a peasant uh, sort of middle-aged lifestyle, but there is some technology in existence. There are some androids 
that they call golems. Uh, and then there are people that they that are claiming to be gods that have all the technology. Um, and they're the ones that kind of have basically kept all the technology from when when the spaceships came and dropped all the people off on this planet. Uh, and those gods are uh, sort of zodiac themed. They are all claiming a different zodiac sign and they kind of ruled over everything as if they're gods and are worshipped by the peasants. And they're kind of bleeding the peasants dry in the latest drought. And a group of, uh, of the peasants find in, in sort of the outlands outside of the city, they stumble across an android from one of the spaceships and it tells them that basically there's a solution to this problem there's a, on one of the arc ships that came to the planet is a device that will terraform it basically so that it's similar to earth um and so and that the device is still around hasn't been activated and that they just need to find it and he can help triangulate it and so it's a story of of uh, this engine ward, which is somebody that just basically helps maintain equipment, helps build things. And the peasant class um, goes on this quest to to find this seed that will help terraform the planet and make it the paradise that it should have been uh, eons ago. See, the real problem and, is the people with the zodiac signs aren't using their real names or emails, and Microsoft won't give them the activation code. You just can't they can't get that thing to go yeah i mean i don't get me wrong there was probably some blue screening going on eons ago definitely but but anyway so the the zodiac godlike creatures don't want to interrupt their status so they're also in search of this seed because if it's going to be used they want it to be used in a limited way where they can maintain their godhood uh heaven forbid that the peasants actually you know eke out a, a normal living and and not have to worship them and it's so it's it's this kind of race between these two factions if you will to find and activate this seed and it's a it's a very compelling story it's nice it's well done um in this post-apocalyptic world and it's only about 256 pages so it's a relatively quick read all contained so I'm, I'm sorry, how long did you say? 256 pages. pages? That's not so bad. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a lot of vault comics, but the one I do have, Blue Flame, I really enjoyed. So I, I'm glad to hear that that company is doing well. It's a relatively new company. I only have Vault of Dragon, and I think that's a different thing. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just even imagining a planet that's in, in charge by people who really believe in the zodiac signs, especially Sagittarius. I can't even imagine that. It sounds awful. Yeah, the Gemini it was twins are child, weird. It was called my fucking childhood, asshole. <laughs> yeah. My mom, everyone in my family would. Was it yours too? <laughs> no, no, not mine. It's yours. Uh, like it was mine, absolutely. My mom, everybody in my family read that every single morning, and they wouldn't go to work sometimes. Like, nope. <laughs> Yeah, Uranus is sagging. I'm not going in. Uranus is I mean, sagging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been sagging for 12 years, Ma. Get off your butt. Get off your butt, Ma. Tommy needs cornflakes. Time to get a job. <laughs> <clears throat> so I have a weird 3D18. Josh, you were actually part of it. And hopefully you can pipe in. I hope you pipe in with a high number. Uh, so there's this meme that had gone around for a while. And I've always read it. And I always thought it was kind of fun. I don't just want friends to go on adventures with me. I want friends who will do a mundane thing with me, like grocery shop. Well, I happened to be in Josh's town last week. I was visiting another friend practicing. Uh, she's in my bands. So we were practicing. Call up Josh. Josh's like, hey, I'm about to go grocery shopping. I'm like, great. I'll just meet you there. We spent about 25 minutes grocery shopping, and I had a lovely time. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Nice. I think doing mundane events together is something we should make more normal. And uh, it was fun. Grocery shop. Talk about where other things are. I get to show off my expertise as being a guy who can grocery shops all the time yeah. and has done it for restaurants. We've got a bunch of people laughing about, uh, I can't believe it's not butter because we can believe it. Yeah, I totally believe it. And challenge yeah. butter to this day. Does anyone know what challenge butter is? It's, it's the butter that takes you out back. 
Like, come on, what, what is the challenge? <laughs> it's not that challenging. So doing mundane things with friends as a thing, I give it a nice solid 18. 18. I had a good time. Yeah, 18. It would crush me if you didn't say that, so I'm going I'm to mark it out with 17. <laughs> I, I'm going to say an 18 also because when we lived together in New Orleans, my favorite day was like at like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning – the four of us would go out and buy groceries. And we would do grocery math. Yeah, we would do grocery math, and we also had to calculate, what does Jay not like? (laughs) We will buy that. We will buy that. I don't think he likes Fig Newtons. Nobody likes Fig Newtons. But you know what? Fig Newtons. Get the Fig Newtons. I like Fig Newtons. But we all, so Tom Laney and I had the same thing. We would do grocery math. So, and it was the Price is Right rules. You had to guess how much we spent without going over. And the person who got it right didn't have to put groceries home when we got back. Oh, always fun. Always fun. It's a great game. The grocery math we were doing in New Orleans is, all right, we can buy four boxes of cheese macaroni. We can either buy milk or butter. Butter. <laughs> butter. Yeah. yeah but if we had a little bit of money for cereal... Maybe milk. Maybe. I'm not a big cereal guy. And butter, not a big milk butter, guy. Butter goes with it. You make fucking a ton of shit with butter. Milk? Eh. Mm. Rice yeah. was Quarter one cup of, of go- water and extra butter? Mac yeah. and cheese is fine. Rice was our go-to, and we would go to uh, Wendy's across the street and grab ketchup packets so the rice could have some flavor to it. And that <laughs> is a vegetable, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of flavor. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Mikey gave me a big, big number. How about you, LT? I said 18. Eight, all right, good. Across the board. I like it. Boom. Yeah. Out of the park. Do, do, more, do more stupid. I might even go 18 double lot. I'm going old school. Oh, old school. You That's can pick up trying. a car with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess that brings us about to the end of the podcast. Six. We should be talking about. Oh, what's today's date? All right, I still got some time. Uh, Pentacon is coming up. Mikey just sent me, or I just noticed that Mikey sent me another panel to put in. What was that new panel you sent me there, Mike? Uh, The one that you told me last week you already submitted? (laughs) Well, I just saw the censorship. I didn't didn't submit it yet. I submitted every other panel but that one. I said I already submitted, I said I already submitted panels. I'll have to add that one. Did you? I know, but I got to the 24th. Okay. So yeah, censorship well, that's comics. good because I thought the censorship one was the one we were doing cosplay, cross, cross-dressing cross cosplay, and I haven't put my outfit yet together yet. So, we'll let them know so if we don't get picked up for that, we should be all set. Oh. I want to MC the Ron Perlman. If there's a Ron Perlman panel, I want in. Okay, I'll, I'll tell him. It's a new guy this year. Uh, our normal guys. Oh, uh, Steve? Yeah, Steve. Uh, Steve is. Well, uh, remind Steve play. that I fucking emceed shit for him, and we want fucking Ron Perlman. We want Ron Perlman. We want Ron yeah, you Perlman. got screwed out of somebody last year because they didn't. Yeah, the last second. Yeah. Some famous person wanted to do, host yeah. a panel. Who was that last yeah. year? I don't remember. Nick Frost. Who got the panel? It was someone cool, but then someone famous said, "I, I got to do that." And he's like, "Man, I got to do it." Well, I already so Pentagon is coming up. We already put in for a few panels. We'll put in for one more on censorship, which is a great panel. I don't know if we have we ever done a censorship one before. We've talked about censorship a lot. We talk about it a lot, but I don't think we we did did it in New Orleans. Oh yeah. All right. We've done so many panels. Sometimes I. So that's what I want to plug. Pentagon's coming up, and like you said, Ron Perlman. It was just announced. Yeah, just got announced. I'm super excited. Never met. I haven't met Ron Perlman before. Oh, yeah, I'm getting my picture taken with Ron Perlman. Oh, definitely. We got to get a group photo with Ron Perlman. What's what's your favorite thing with Ron Perlman? I fucking love him as Hellboy. He was a fucking stellar fucking Hellboy. Great at Hellboy. Now, was Ron Perlman, and don't brag on me too bad if this is not, was he the Beast in the old Beauty and the Beast uh, TV show? Yep. Yeah, I think so, too. Yes, he was. Yeah. I loved that show. Oh, my God, did I love that show. Ron, I just Ron, watched he's done the, so many things. I yeah, just watched done. the retirement plan with Nicolas Cage and him. Mm-hmm. He was great in that movie. Okay. I'm not going to say the movie was great. I'm going to say he was great in that movie. There, there was a time when uh, kind of a running gag was 
you see Ron Perlman all the time. You just don't know it's Ron Perlman because he was kind of known for wearing the prosthetics and the makeup. And yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a big guy, guy. yeah. He fucking eats that fucking makeup. Yeah. But you can you know, it's his voice and his mannerisms. Yeah. Yep. And he's just. Yeah. Actually, I just uh, after I heard it, I rewatched Hellboy just for fun. And I just oh, love that a good movie. I just love that moment where he's like, what do you do? What do you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't you can't light that cigar with with a lighter. You got you gotta use a wooden match. Yeah, was that was like, a real bonding kind of moment. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Was like, I was thinking that I was thinking about that moment too as soon as you started. Just talking a beautiful about the moment. Yeah. yeah. Between two adversarial, you know, heroic characters. I just fucking loved it. Loved yeah, they kinda it. came together, they were fighting side by side for a minute. Yeah. So like, all right, yeah. I'll give you this. Gorgeous. That's just a good storytelling, good yeah. you know, character development, good everything. All good stuff. And I love what's his name from Stranger Things, but Jesus Christ, that Hellboy movie was fucking mm, atrocious. Yeah, no. It's a nightmare. No. The That's nightmare okay. of dog shit. I'm sorry. I, I keep trying to. I just don't understand it. It's like they just took like four different Hellboy comic books and just slip shot them together. Uh, it was just blended badly. They they gave him no sense of humor. He had no wit. Like they didn't even give him a script to work with that could have been witty. Right. You have missed the person who directed that and wrote it had grossly misread that character. Like just. Yeah, it was like making Spider-Man John Wick. This doesn't work. I like John Wick. I like Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's not John Wick. John Wick. It just fucking they just. Yeah, it's a wrong direction that that you just had a compass that pointed south by southwest. I don't know. Yeah. It was like the director was like, I want to make something totally different than the other Hellboy movies. Yeah. The other Hellboy movie was good, so uh, I went the, the other way. Yeah. See, let me do something different. See what I did there? I need see to make it totally different so nobody yeah. mistakes this. And who okay. didn't see it? I mean, the whole, not to give up a spoiler, but like it's the bad good. guys hunting demons and they're, they're going to turn on Hellboy. The horn on that. Like, beep, beep. We're going to fuck you. Beep, yeah. beep. Yep. Who couldn't see that coming? No bueno. No bueno. Tommy, I bet you got something to plug. I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. Geekorthodox.com. Hello, Tammy. Brain loves Geek- geekorthodox.com, too. Geekorthodox.com, purveyor fine, stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rock glasses, you name it, they've got it at geekorthodox.com. And all your apparel needs can be met at ianlito.com because that's where all the t-shirts are, all the baseball cats, socks, everything doing you need. a little rebranding and, 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 and website stuff, so it's coming. You just it's hold, you just, you just hold your pretty little head in place, my friend, because it's coming. Because right now, they got so much stuff, they got to have it on two websites. You're trying to tell me they're going to make one big website like Amazon? I say just hold your horses and stuff is coming down the line. It's not okay. my place to disclose information. It's my I think place they have less to say, stuff than Amazon. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, everyone has less stuff than Amazon. It's pretty Alibaba. Cool. And his 40 Thieves stole everything from Amazon and put it on a different website. But no, I, I even think, uh, <laughs> well, Alibaba is the, uh, the Chinese version of Amazon there. It's Chinese version of eBay. I thought, it was more, I thought they morphed a little bit more towards Amazon. Yeah. I put them more Ever? towards the Amazon side. Yeah. 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 Because nobody wants to put something individually on a website in front of the Chinese government. That sounds. Yeah. That's math 101. Yeah, that's run over by a tank 101. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got all these propaganda posters. Who wants them? Who wants them? You Jeep? want them. I do want them. I, I want, want them, them for want myself. <laughs> I do want them. Uh, does it come with free shipping? <laughs> Anyone else have anything to plug? I just want to say Chinese government. I know you're not listening, so I'm not really that worried. But oh. Do you remember... They're listening. We got a lot of we have a lot of listeners in China. China. Do you remember Buck from San Francisco, Tom? Yeah. Yeah. Buck lived with the guys. Yeah. He like, was. He wasn't in the band though. He wasn't in the band. He was yeah, just right. band adjacent, but lived in the apartment. Yeah. For a he long really... time. Do you know what his what he did? Is he a spy? 
he helped dissidents get out of China. Oh, good on him. Like, he oh. lived in China and helped people escape. Mostly musicians, actually. All right. Good on Buck. Nice. Wherever good you are, on Buck. You, Buck. Yeah. I, I, I was calling the out, buddy. He had some crazy the... China stories. And, yeah. and now, army. I'm pretty sure that our podcast is used to torture Chinese dissidents. <laughs> That might be we have a lot of downloads. <laughs> uh, I was in the army with a guy named Marty Dixon who was in China during Tiananmen Square and had to escape. He was smuggled out by Chinese students to safety. Or maybe by Buck. Maybe Could by have Buck. been. It wasn't. It was much later. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what have... he did. Oh, speaking of, not that this is part of China. But our good friend Kyle, who's in Hong Kong, Hi, is Kyle. planning on moving uh, to the States and hopefully we'll get that job in Seattle. So good luck, Kyle. Good luck, Kyle. Good luck, Kyle. Yeah, good Kyle. Luck, Kyle. Kyle's part of the Longbox Legion. He just writes into us and uh, gives me updates. Well, fucking Thanks. A, Kyle. Nice job. Right. How many downloads yeah. do we have out of China? Uh, usually we get about 30 or 40 every podcast. Yeah. Good to know. Oh, I think people are learning English from us. Welcome to Radio Free, Radio Free America. <laughs> if you play one song right now, right now, Radio Free, what would you play? What? You play one song right now for China to hear. What would you, what would you play? One song for China song. to hear. Probably that they haven't heard before. Dancing uh, in the streets, Mick Jagger and <laughs> and um, Starlight vocal band. <laughs> Good morning, sunshine. Afternoon delight. Because it, it had to be one of the two. There's only two. Lots a little afternoon Look, delight. If they're listening to us, they're already in a prison camp. I'm gonna go with Death or Glory by The Clash. Nice, nice. Good one. You know what we should have right. done? Going What's home. That? By Kirby Crackle, who provides our Geek Rock music every week. Yeah. Thanks, Kirby Crackle. You Thanks, can find Kirby him Crackle. at Kirby Crackle Music at, uh, where's that? Bandcamp? Kirby Crackle Music. Yeah, Kirby Crackle Music.com. Yeah. yeah. Or go to Bandcamp.com, Kirby Crackle Music. Bandcamp's still a thing, huh? Yeah. It is. I mean, who knows how long it's going to be before it turns shit, you know, that it's been bought out by somebody else, but it's still a thing. I don't know. A friend of mine has the entire copy of MySpace in his basement. So all of MySpace. Yeah, like six and a half petabytes. Like six and a half petabytes, because they didn't have any place to back it up to when they first made MySpace, and he was one of the IT guys. So they just offered him a bunch of money to put shit in his basement, and he did it. (laughs) And he just has the entire fucking backup of everything MySpace ever had in his basement still, and they. There's still an annuity that pays him. Uh, at some point, a historian is going to want that. Yeah, and it's there. Yeah. All on magnetic tape, all all backed up, and it's... I mean, that's a trove of stuff. I mean, just the pictures alone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a check every day, too. It goes through a check and makes sure there's a data integrity check. It's, it is a serious setup it takes up his entire fucking basement it literally saves him half of his heating bill that's how much heat i was gonna say (laughs) in the middle of winter it's probably nice in the middle of summer not so much yeah well you just put a heat pump out the out the side oh yeah yeah hoping (laughs) serious fucking business serious business um yeah anybody else got any more plugs if not i guess we're gonna be signing off except for saying Uh, people, if uh, you haven't heard it yet, we do have a new uh, side project, which is on our Patreon site. Josh, what is that called? Games and Brains. Games and Brains. brains. Where we talk about a uh, game that we like to play, and we love playing games, and a scientist that has caught our imagination one way or another, or just a, a big thinker. thinker. Yeah. A big thinker. So he doesn't have yeah. to be a scientist, but someone who's made a uh, significant contribution with their minds. In one field or another. Indeed. And uh, you can go to Patreon, Longbox Guys, for a mere $1 a month. $1 what? a month? That can't be right. It is right. 
the same as downtown. You can be a pay, you can just pay more. We definitely have other people who pay more. The premium price gets you nothing. Five percent of the cost at, as it is at the bus station. 5%. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> wait, it's up to five bucks at the bus station. It's oh wait, twenty bucks just like twenty that. bucks. Yeah. Um, and all the money does go to the Elizabeth Peabody House, which my good friend LT over there is the new director. How are you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the food access program manager. Man, I know you guys sat down. And no, no, no. That, was, that was given to me. That was not. It came was up not, with some that, stupid title. That was that was shoved down my Terrible. throat. <laughs> I run the food pantry. Run the food pantry. And we feed about 100 families every single week. Get yeah, more and more all the feed, time. I was going to say, normally we feed more than that. This week was a little slow because of the weather. We fed about 100 families this week. And we also deliver food to other families. Uh, we also help uh, people in, in other ways. We're always doing great stuff for people in the neighborhood, around the neighborhood, in Somerville, in Boston, in greater Boston area. So, Tommy, you're, you're hitting it out of the park. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Starting to show some empathy. What? Yeah. I've always shown empathy. Always. <laughs> You've had empathy. Yeah. Shown empathy. empathy. I don't care if you feel bad. I don't want you to act on it. (laughs) No, no. No, 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 no. It's not that he didn't have it and act on it. It was hard to – you need to recognize it. Yeah. It's a difference. People need to recognize that, LT. There you go. Just saying. Yeah. And now you're doing it both for your – you're doing it for your living. There it is. Yeah. Right on the fucking pavement. Right on the pavement. Josh, Pensacola, Pensacola, Florida. Is that your sector? Always my fucking sector. We're going to McGuire's. We're doing panels. <sighs> I'm fucking going to MC the fucking panel for Ron Perlman. You hear me, Ron? You hear me, Ron? We're coming Ron? for you, Ron. We're coming for you. Even if you're not having a panel, Ron. we're going to be in your hotel room asking <laughs> questions. And we Josh got, be moderating yeah. it. We got man. questions, Josh. You're moderating. shit out of that, Ron. <laughs> Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy, any, any, uh, any words of advice for us? Uh, just go do a good in the world. Do a little good in the world. Just do a good, little good in the world. Mikey, sweet, sweet Mikey, what's this podcast like to you? It's like Drunk History, but for comic books. And don't forget what I always say. Don't just what you Just promote what you love. You will live longer. Thank you from the Longbox, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.